Welcome to Big G in Conversation, the podcast from inside Guelph City Hall. Hi, I'm Wendy King, and on today's show, we're talking with the staff from the city's Recreation and Parks Department in celebration of Recreation and Parks Month. We'll talk about the Parks and Recreation Master Plan, about the recently approved Trail Master Plan, and how Recreation Services is getting creative in hiring practices to get certified employees where they're needed. Joining me today, Jean Matthews, General Manager of Parks, and Adam Rutherford, Program Director, Community Development Recreation Services. So I guess we're celebrating Recreation and Parks Month. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Yeah. <laughs> so Jean, starting us off, um, what interesting parks and rec projects do you have on the go for both this year and next? Sure, Wendy. So we have a variety of capital projects on the go for our parks uh, areas, which our residents will have the pleasure of seeing. So first things to note, uh, we are rejuvenating the Riverside Bandshell. Uh, that's an outdoor bandshell that's been a little bit under underloved, underappreciated over the last few years. We're refurbishing the bandshell itself, adding some washroom areas, adding some seating and some better trail connectivity so residents um, can use that area just a little bit more. Uh, we're also reinvesting in our amusement devices at Riverside Park. So we all know our beloved carousel and our beloved train. Uh, we're, we are also working to add a bit more of a, a better staging area for, uh, for, for kids and participants to load the train, uh, to get on the train and off the train. And that will also serve as winter storage uh, for the train so our, our team members can um, better maintain uh, and serve the train um, in, the, in, the, in the off seasons. We have um, pickleball and tennis court uh, replacements going on at St. George Park, which people will be happy to enjoy. That should be completed later this summer. And over at Norm Jerry, we, Norm Jerry Park, we have a basketball complex rejuvenation ongoing uh, right now, which really came um, from insights from a lot of resident and public feedback about some opportunities um, that we had in that park. And of course, as always um, in the summer months, it seems like a variety of playground improvements that are happening throughout the city. Residents can have a look at what those are specifically um, at Have Your, have your Say uh, on our website. Yeah, I hear pickleball is, is the real deal. I haven't played it yet, but I guess everybody's right into that. I had the pleasure to get out to a pickleball night uh, with our local pickleball group for some learning and education, and it is really um, picking up steam, which is fantastic. It's uh, It's been around for a while, pickleball, maybe a little bit newer to Guelph, but it's definitely uh, a great sport, and we're looking to engage uh, with that community uh, for, for good long-term improvements, for sure. So would, would most of the things you mentioned be happening this year, or, or are you talking next year as well? Both. Um, so our, our playground replacements happen, um, you know, pretty much every summer uh, per our 10 year capital plan. The band shell replacements uh, or upgrades will be happening this summer, uh, this summer and next. So there's parks and rec. So are those two separate teams that kind of work together or how's that go? They are separate teams, uh, but we do work hand in hand with each other. Uh, certainly the recreation team relies on Jean's Parks team to uh, provide uh, quality uh, sites for us. So we do a variety of outdoor activities, including camps, uh, park activation programming throughout the summer, which is uh, a free drop in program, which is available at a few of our parks, um, as well as uh, I'm glad Jean mentioned the bandshell. In future years, we'll be adding camps uh, and programming to the bandshell as part of our regular roster. Um, 
so we are dependent on each other. The other way that we are dependent on each other is the recreation side takes care of all bookings, uh, facility bookings across the city. So we uh, we book fields uh, on behalf of the parks and recreation team, um, obviously a conduit for feedback, um, uh, how our, our users are enjoying the facilities. Uh, we tend to be the first point of contact on all of those pieces and then also uh, partnering with each other on special events, uh, things like Canada Day and um, events like that, which require both teams to work in uh, in unison with each other to make sure customers have the best possible experience. So we are in pretty regular contact, um, sort of uh, have a pretty good rhythm going where we uh, are in sync with each other and we've got it. Uh, we've got it pretty well figured out. Um, and we're also always prepared for fly-in projects or requests that come our way. Um, there's no shortage of interesting things that may land on our desk, but uh, we're always happy to work on them together. And uh, where are we with the master plan for the Parks and Rec? So um, recently, uh, so we're continuing to make progress, Wendy. So recently, uh, Council has approved our park plan, uh, which it will um, eventually nest into or be a part of the broader Parks and Recreation Master Plan. Um, and what that park plan does is sets a vision for the future for physical park space across the city of Guelph um, and really buckets that into um, some broader themes and needs. Um, so those would include defining our park system to better understand our existing conditions, um, outline future challenges and opportunities facing our park system. We know Guelph is growing. We know Guelph is changing, which is fantastic. And our parks need to be able to respond to those changes. It sets values for an optimal level of service as our community grows. And again, expectation changes. We've all seen through COVID um, just proven once more how important parks are to any municipality, certainly here at Guelph. And we want to make sure that service level standard um, is meeting the needs um, of, of residents. And then finally, to develop strategic directions for parkland uh, retention um, to optimize um, uh, and expand the space uh, that we have. Again, as more develop ha development happens at Guelph, and Guelph, pardon me, there's sometimes some competing priorities and pressures. We want to make sure our parkland um, is accounted for in that long in that long term that long term planning. That document will be great again to 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 be part of the Parks and Recreation Master Plan, and more specific deliverables and objectives um, will be created throughout the development of that plan. Adam's team is great. Uh, definitely to link in on the recreation side of things, and maybe Adam, I can turn things over to you for an update on that side. Yeah, of course. So, Wendy, similar. This is a project that we've been working on together for a couple years now um, and uh, recognizes the relationship between parks and recreation. So on the recreation side, we're incredibly thrilled to be involved in this project. It's a chance for us to, first of all, evaluate what we've been doing, um, look at trends as we Jean just mentioned pickleball is something that was not on anybody's radar five years ago and has become front and center. So a recreation master plan and the work that uh, that goes into it, you know, researching what other municipalities are doing, not just our our neighboring municipalities, but across the country and across North America. And in some cases, some really uh, progressive um, ideas coming from all over the world, to be honest, in terms of public space and how we can utilize it. Of late, there's a real focus on uh, including uh, diversity, equity and inclusion lenses and in all the work that we do, and we recognize that that's incredibly important. Um, 
the recreation side of the master plan has been a really good opportunity to connect with our community partners, um, con connect with a multitude of neighborhoods and stakeholders who represent, you know, a diverse group of people from, you know, residents who are second and third generation Guelphites to folks that may have just arrived in Guelph in the last, you know, 12 months. Mm -hmm. And uh, our aim obviously as a municipality is to support all uh, the best we can across the board and the only way to do that is to have these conversations and uh, get the pulse of our community so so we're absolutely thrilled uh, to be doing that this summer is a key engagement time for recreation um, our recreation team is going to be out there engaging with camp participants um, with folks just you know our general population using our parks but also again networking and communicating with uh, um our underserved communities and folks who who may not have had all of their uh, recreation needs met to date but we are listening and uh you know again for the express purpose of uh, improving our customer experiences and making sure that um we have a pretty diverse roster of offerings and that we're we're ahead of the curve rather than trying to catch up it's uh, it's nice to be progressive on these fronts so it's a I'm not really, sure if really this is um, a separate project or not. You guys can um, enlighten me. Um, the trail master plan, is that different or is that just part of the whole master plan or how does that go? It's a partner plan is maybe the best way and the simplest way to describe that. So uh, clearly um, any you know master plans that we have fit into um, and are guided by um, Guelph Future Ready, our strategic plan, right? So um, again, this trail recently council uh, a year ago, um, the approved master plan really is a partner, a partner pillar, a partner document of the parks and recreation master plan. And as Adam was describing um, in the parks and recreation master plan, that Guelph trail master plan really is a great example of how these processes listen to residents. We listen to stakeholders. We hear what they want. We hear their expectations. We hear their needs. And then we take that into a plan um, that really gives some broad aims, some broad objectives, ties in some other legislation, some other needs that we have, and then creates a document that is actually actionable um, and, and residents will see the benefit, uh, the benefit from. So what we heard in the creation of the Guelph Trail Master Plan was uh, we need to complete and have a well-connected community. We have some trails that are a little bit fragmented, some, some pinch points, some areas that we need to improve that connectivity. Um, needs to be the trail system, trail system should be um, easy to use and to navigate. I, I joke sometimes that being newer to Guelph, you'd have a hard time knowing where some trails begin and where some trails end. And, and a lot of people have heard me um, make that <laughs> attempt, that humor. We know we can improve that. And we and, and the, the GT uh, Guelph Trail Master Plan gives us those guiding, um, that guiding document to make those change. Want to make sure we protect our natural, uh, cultural and social assets. Uh, we have some environmentally sensitive areas, for example, that you know people may need to pass through or pass around. We need to make sure we're doing a good job and being aware um, of those needs. And we have a unique community and that we should be celebrating in so many different um, and new ways. And our trail system can be a, a very important uh, part of that. And then, of course, it needs to be well managed in, in a fiscally responsible way um, that meets the needs of a variety of residents and, and user groups. So again, that trail master plan is a real great example of how we lean in here what the community wants 
make something actionable and tangible that speaks speaks to those other partner documents and processes, Wendy. I wanted to talk to you about the partnerships because uh, I know Guelph always has a lot of community partnerships, uh, like for instance, with the Guelph Hiking Trail Club and the Guelph Coalition for Active Transportation. So I'm assuming all of that continues in the future. It is. And as an example, we had a meeting with GCAT and GHTC and some other trail stakeholders last week, um, which what our, our that GTMP calls for, again, remaining connected uh, with those stakeholders and residents. So those conversations are ongoing. And that's where the real, you know, the tangible benefit, the immediate projects really take root. We make sure we're aligned and, and work together to move those forward. It, within our Guelph Trail Master Plan, it calls for the addition of a new role, um, a trails technologist, which we'll, we've, we've recently hired for, um, and um, Daniel has started with us uh, this week, and that role will be a real key player in making sure that, again, that master plan for trails is a livable, actionable document, and still in a way that's engaged with a variety of stakeholders and user groups, so we can show that tangible, that tangible benefit. And speaking yeah. of staff, I mean, it must take a village to to maintain this kind of thing uh, all the time and, and, you know, keep ahead of, of maybe issues or problems or whatever. Um, can you tell us about the team that does look after the trails and the parks and some of the work they do? Sure. So we have a variety of full-time team members that work in a couple, you know, a few different business units from forestry to sports and turf field, um, horticulture and, and things of that nature. And that year-round complement is uh, supported, especially this time of year in our summer months, by you know a little over 100 uh, contract seasonal team members doing a, a variety of works. Our, our focus right now, um, you know, with the with the grow season that we're having right now, dandelion season, as we um, sometimes humorously with humor uh, call it, or in a frustrated lens call it, um, our team is really um, working extra to try to keep up. Uh, with uh, with that growth. Right now, our focus is on making sure those Class A sports fields have the care and attention that they need right now. The Class B diamonds will get will get hopefully caught up to um, in earlier June, and then residents will see us get caught up to um, the bulk of our parkland for for mowing um, as as June uh, progresses. Our works like horticulture and forestry um, also on the go right now, and have that more of a more of a year rends or a broader seasonal approach, um, so to speak. Right now, I think we can see that acute need and some you know some staffing shortage challenges that we're having with uh, with the with the peak grass and dandelion growth season right now. I was going to ask Wendy. you that because it seems like everywhere has uh, hiring issues so I wondered if that was the same story in Guelph. Yeah, we we definitely do on the recreation side. Uh, one of the things coming out of COVID has definitely been a short a staffing shortage. Um, and we know it's across the board. We speak to our municipal partners. Um, we also know just from the job market and what's reported back to us that people just aren't returning to jobs at the same rate that they were pre-COVID. So on the rec side, um, we, I know on Gene's side as well, but we depend uh, almost entirely on a seasonal uh, recreation staff to conduct our programming, our camps, um, to support you know our activities, all of our outdoor activities throughout the summer. Um, the one area for us uh, I wouldn't mind highlighting is that we have a significant shortage in aquatic staff. Uh, aquatic staff used to be, I think, a really desirable position. Um, I know Gene and I have actually had a, a, a few conversations about this, about the history of being a lifeguard and what that meant, and it was a job of some status. Um, 
but it takes uh, you know a lot of time and dedication to get to that point. So we are continually um, offering programs and opportunities for people to get into aquatics um, with the desire to continue expanding and to be able to offer you know our outdoor swimming pools and take care of our wading pools and our splash pads as well as all of our programs. So particularly aquatics is where we're feeling it. We're also uh, customer service staff. We're always hiring and um, our um, instructor staffing team. We're also hiring too. So I would encourage anybody who's listening, who's interested to check out guelph.ca backslash careers. Um, you will see that our postings are always up. We are always eager. Uh, it's a great place to start your career, particularly for young, uh, young people, for teenagers. Um, had a great example of uh, just uh, a 41 year old employee or 41 year employee of the city of Guelph retired last week and he had started his career as a rink rat when he was 17 years old and uh, started full time about a year after that and then uh, rose through the ranks to become a supervisor in recreation but um, real special story when somebody sort of comes in on the front line on summer employment or even seasonal winter employment and finds a wonderful career. Lots of uh, examples like that on the aquatic side too. Um, so yeah, we're just really uh, eager to continue um, creating opportunities, particularly on the rec side for young people who um, are getting those first experiences in the employment world. It must be great for you guys to now see the sports fields and the trails and all that back being used uh, and people having a good time and getting out and all of that. Um, but there's got to have been a ton of uh, issues <laughs> during COVID. So uh, could you outline a couple of the real big ones? And then obviously there would have been silver linings as well. Yeah, I can say on my side, Sir James, just on there is uh, I'll be quick, but we we had to shut down all of our facilities for extended periods of time during COVID, which was obviously stressful and not the business that we're in. Um, but we were able to pivot. So speaking of silver linings, uh, a good example of this is the dining room at the Evergreen Senior Center. Um, we converted that into a meal provision uh, center for the entire community. So we were producing up to a thousand meals a week and distributing those to older adults at need, um, to families in need, as well as to the homeless community in Guelph. So to the shelters, uh, both youth and adult shelters. So a real great example of taking, uh, you know, lemons and making lemonade, a real tough time for us while we're watching our staff um, unsure. Yeah. Um, but able to create meaningful opportunities throughout. So really, really proud of that. And I know on on Gene's side, I mean, people were not using our fields and using our facilities. So I'll just give you some reflection there. Yeah, so on, Adam's bang on, and I echo a lot of what he said. On our park side, we really have seen, without the hiring um, of our full complement of, of, of seasonal and temporary staff, and again, as Adam well articulated, that continuing um, this summer, we really are a little bit behind some of those aesthetical things, the polish in our parks um, that we like to see, especially at this time of year when we are having that startup. So that's been a challenge throughout COVID um, and still lingers um, to this season uh, in particular. I should ask you too, um, how was everything funded with Parks and Rec? Is it all tax-based or do you do other things? So it's a combination. So on the park side, um, 
a lot of what we do is tax based, um, though if there's a new park development, um, that's on the development uh, side of things. We have funds like our um, park land dedication bylaw, that those are fees that are collected through development process to go towards acquiring new park land at the city of Guelph. Um, not to speak too much about it because Adam will know more, but there's also user fees on the recreation side that are collected for revenue purposes. And maybe I can turn that over to yeah. over to Adam. Yeah, for sure. We um, we have the expectation that ideally our programs will break even. Um, sometimes we generate uh, a good amount of revenue and other times we're willing to take a small loss to see new programs uh, take root and take shape and you know continue on and become part of our roster. In terms of funding, um, I think we might rely on uh, grants and um, federal, uh, provincial and federal programming um, more than most departments. Uh, we certainly are, much of our summer con uh, staffing contingent is supported through uh, federal uh, job programming uh, dollars. Uh, we uh, certainly access a lot of older adult dollars. So a good example of that is we've uh, have a couple of grants that were just successful, both uh, one federal, one provincial to update our fitness center at the West End Community Center. So we are doing a full revamp um, for a grand opening in September with, um, you know, completely up to date uh, new new space that was not uh, was not funded by the tax base or by uh, user fees. So that's always great. And then as I mentioned, uh, when we converted the Evergreen Dining Room into a food provision center, um, we were accessing federal and provincial grants to uh, to subsidize some of those costs as well. So um, we're always on the lookout. We've also for special projects, we sort of always keep our eyes and ears open for opportunity that pops up and it always depends on a new government has a new new wishes and desires and what they want to see for either the country or the province or even the mm -hmm. municipality. And uh, so we're always just uh, have our ears open and always try to take advantage when we can. It's it's value add. Right. So just kind of wrap up as we're you know, celebrating Parks and Rec Month. If I could get you both to just tell me what event you're most looking forward to. Uh, I'm I'm certainly happy to talk about all of the events that we <laughs> offer at for Parks and Rec Month. Um, for me, I like the ones that are really out of the box. So uh, one of the ones that. Uh, that spikes my interest is uh, spin in the park where we're uh, we're putting a series of spin bikes and running exercise programs in the park. So high intensity spin uh, classes in the parks. Um, again, anything that's unconventional and get people's attention in the parks and say, well, what's going on here? The city's yeah. doing some new and unique things. And uh, so those are the ones that I love uh, anything different and unique. I will I will just mention anybody who's interested uh, should also check Guelph.ca backslash recreation. It's all the June, uh, all the special events in June are free of charge, um, but there is an opportunity to register and save your spot. So and Jean, did you want to pick one out? I'll, I'll simply echo what Adam said right now. Wendy, our team is very much focused on as Adam, Adam touched on earlier uh, in our time together. We're really on our parks team focused on getting our sites, our parks ready um, to host these events. So Whatever Adam is going to enjoy, I'll enjoy. I'll enjoy too. <laughs> and yay, pickleball! <laughs> and yay, you know, 
I'll see you on the pickleball court and on exactly. <laughs> well, I know you'll enjoy it all. Thank you so so much for taking time to join us and tell us what all the plans are going forward. Thanks to Jean and Adam. Thank you, Wendy. Thanks, Wendy. I'm Wendy King with the City of Guelph's Big G in Conversation podcast. Thanks for joining me. If you have ideas for a show or comments, you can email biggpodcast at guelph.ca. Until next time, take care and let's keep the conversation going.